This is the West Michigan Sports Show, presented by the United States Air Force. Now, here's your host, Brandon Worth. Hello, friends, and welcome into the West Michigan Sports Show presented by the United States Air Force. Brandon Wirt joining you here this afternoon alongside co-hosting today, JT Scarpelli stopped by as we're talking basketball postseason coming soon and underway, and certainly a lot to break down as well as wrestling will be taking place at the state level upcoming, so we'll break down some of the individuals that will make their way to Ford Field. But thank you to all that make this podcast possible. Those include, of course, the United States Air Force as a primary sponsor for this show, as well as Johnson's Automotive, the Schuberg Insurance Agency, Quality Car and Truck Repair, Alter Care Big Rapids, Paris Auto Sales and Service of Big Rapids, Motor Macasa Sula Transit Authority, and the Macasa Sula Career Center. Thank you all for making this show possible. But starting in boys hoops, obviously with the conference tournament coming up here this next week, a lot at stake, especially with momentum coming into this district draw. And certainly is one that we look at, especially in depth here, JT. And I think when you look at a lot of the numbers, it really does seem to be a lot more of a closer playing field than it has seemed to be in years past. Yeah, you always get some of those mismatches going into it. I think that the uh, the the seeding of the top two teams that definitely helps. Uh, unfortunately, at one point it looked like Big Rapids was going to be one of those teams, but unfortunately the uh, the NPR has shifted since their loss at Cadillac, which was a heck of a game. Um, but since that loss at Cadillac, that's shifted to where now they are not going to be. They would actually be the four seed. It's looking like so they're they're gonna have to fall into the alphabetical order of play in the first round of the districts, unfortunately. Yeah, and as we look kind of at the the projected draw, obviously breaking down the numbers a little bit, looks to be a potential matchup against Ludington in the first round, regardless of what happens in the CSA tournament, which it appears that it does not count for NPR overall, which is very interesting. I wonder if that continues um, with this conference tournament, obviously the first year we've done it. But I mean, certainly when you look at the conference tournament here first, especially coming up next week, I mean, really when you look at the matchups, it's looking like there could be uh, a really interesting game right out of the gate, obviously, with Big Rapids potentially, I believe, playing Grant in the first round, um, as well as Reed City will be taking on Nuego. Um, in those two games, it certainly looks like, I mean, even when you look at the standings as a whole, I mean, Big Rapids obviously at the top at 9-0. and Then there's five teams right behind that are at 6-3 and three or 6-4. and four. So all of these teams have really played, a, played a, to each other's level all year long and have beaten each other countless times. And obviously head-to-head uh, was actually one of the more prominent elements they were looking at when it came to the conference seeding. And that causes Reed City now, it, it appears to be at the two spot, despite being in MHSAA's number four spot. Yeah, uh, so Coach Thomas shared with me a little bit of what the conversation with the uh, the ADs in the conference um, had to say. And, you know, you nailed it. Big Rapids is, of course, the one seed at 9-0 and in the conference. But it looked, when I when you just kind of go through the traditional formation of a bracket, right, you would have assumed that, that Reed City would be at best the four, with White Cloud actually duking it out. If White Cloud had won that game uh, last week, right? They would be in. Yeah, they would have been in. So that, that was actually the biggest game of the year as far as this tournament for Reed City. But because Reed City, so they're, the way that, this is broken down in in what Coach Thomas shared with me. You know, they say Reed City is six and three, but 
They're two and two versus the top five teams in the conference, and they have a head-to-head win over Nuego. So Nuego is also two and two, but because they lost to Reed City, that drops them down and Reed City up. Then you have Grant, who is only one and three against top five teams, uh, but they do have a head-to-head over Kent City. So that bumps them above Kent City. So Kent City is one and three against top five teams, and they just like I said, lost to Grant. So that puts them at the four. So that head, head-to-head was uh, very important in this tournament. Uh, so the way it's breaking down, right, this is going to be Tuesday, the 28th, and then uh, March 2nd, Thursday, are, are when these games are going to be played. And it's looking like at Big Rapids, according to what he said, if everything holds tonight, right, and it's it's February 24th, it's Friday, so if, if the final game of the regular season, final day, everything kind of holds true to what people expect, then um, then you're going to get Big Rapids hosting Grant, and you're going to get Reed City hosting Nuego. So that's, uh, I mean, Big Rapids really handled Grant at Grant earlier this year. Um, but Nuego isn't bad. The trick with Nuego, though, I think has always historically been they're just tough. It's tough to play at that gym. Yeah. For whatever reason, it's just, I mean, it's tough to play at Fremont. It's tough to play sometimes at Central Montcom, although Big Rapids has done very well there. But uh, it's just tough to play at New Wago. I don't know. It's like in the past, it seems like uh, the Grant New Wago area, there's something about the firmness of the rims or something. Like shots don't really go in. But uh, there's plenty of scoring in the, the Big Rapids New Wago game. I mean, they. They threw up plenty of points in that. They they had no problem against Grant. Uh, so they're having no problem. But now that Nuego has to turn around and they have to go up to Reed City, I mean, Reed City's not the easiest place to win either. They they get a good fan base, good student section and all that. So that, that's going to be a heck of a game. And nothing against Grant, but I would just say that that's, that's the much better matchup in this conference tournament to open up uh, as opposed to Big Rapids and Grant. Yeah, and especially for even Reed City, too, getting to play Nuego again at their home gym, which, if you guys remember way back when they those two teams faced off in Reed City, Kyle's handled them very, very easily. I think it was 60-33 to 33 the final score was in that game. So that's certainly uh, a really good matchup for them and a potential rivalry down 131 for a conference championship in the first year of the CSAA tournament. But I think especially for Big Rapids, uh, you definitely love the the offensive play that you've seen, obviously coming off of a really tough loss against Cadillac that was just all the way down to the wire. And you can definitely see their offense is capable of feeling it 60, 65 points. I believe right now they're sitting at about 65 and a half points per game on the season. What really what's kind of hurt them is a lot of these games where they've allowed opponents to get runs, get back in the game a little bit. They've given up about 50 to opponents this year, which that margin is 15. But in a lot of those games, there's been times where they've given up some of these point stretch runs and some of these teams have gotten back to single digits. Kent City was a team that came out right out of the gate and I believe we're beating Big Rapids after the first quarter play. Reed City also did something similar, although they like to play a lot slower under Coach Walsh than their previous teams have in years past. But it's certainly going to be interesting to see, especially with that district draw, how much of that playbook would be exposed in that conference championship game. Because there would be an outside shot. Of course, they're going to have to go through the top seeds in the tournament, Big Rapids and Reed City speaking. But it certainly is going to be a fun conference championship if that's the way that it lays out. But even if it's Grant and Nuego potentially, I mean, you could look at either way being a rivalry type of atmosphere for a first-time conference tournament. That's got to be exciting if you're an athlete. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of energy uh, on both sides. I'm sure Grant's going to show up just fine. 
to Big Rapids, uh, and then Nuego will will travel well up to Reed City. Um, it's just it's always tough to beat teams multiple times, right? Yeah. And the only uh, conference opponent that Big Rapids played more than once this year was Reed City, and they beat them twice. Well, we were talking off air about some of the the history of the playoffs for Big Rapids and how in uh, the 2017-2018 year when they had to go to Ludington for districts, Big Rapids swept Reed City during the regular season and then lost 56-46 in the district, uh, in in Big Rapids' first round of the district. Big Rapids hasn't won a first-round district game since their march to the Brez in 2015. Wow. And I think an interesting note on that, you know, everyone loves trends in sports. Of right? course, of course. So uh, an interesting note on that is, that run was the last time Big Rapids hosted their district. So Ooh. what if Big Rapids and, you know, we're bouncing back and forth now between the conference tournament and the districts, but uh, what if Big Rapids uh, is able to go on a run, right, because they're at home and they're feeling good? Like what if they can repeat 2015 and, and maybe go a little further even? Um, but, I, I mean, what I will say about your comment in regards to them giving up points that they play, they've always coach Ingles has always had a very fast, loose type style of play, right? They're, they're going to, uh, I thought Brian Fongers always nailed it when he said he would call it a track meet. Mm-hmm. They're going to get into a track meet with big rapids and they just have the athletes to be able to out hustle everyone, right? They, the Dunn twins are just faster, bigger. They can shoot. Um, you know, you get guys like Gammons who can move Gilchek who backs them up, who can move. You get a lot of speed on that team who move up and down the floor a lot, a lot of cross court passes, blah, 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 blah. And, um, uh, uh, and and that's they just bury teams in that way with a, a very fast aggressive defense that causes turnovers at mid court and then boom all of a sudden before you even get the ball into your side of the the court you've given up four points on two turnovers right and then their next pos- you might get a layup their next possession done or Ruggles or someone knocks down a three and it's like God no, they're just piling it on it seems like. So that can happen very quickly with Big Rapids, but what has happened uh, at times, and I give the Duns a lot of credit in that Cadillac game that that you called, that they just went off. 100%, right? yeah. They, they had a great game. Uh, Ruggles had a great game, second half in particular, right? Um, which you're you're going to get out of Jack Ruggles. I mean, that kid's one of the hardest working kids in uh, high school basketball in the state. So you're going you're gonna to get that out of him. But... Um, you know, so they they kept that game close. Cadillac, solid team, very, very solid good, team. very good team. Um, so they they kept that game close. They played out of their minds um, and not taken away from other players too. But what has happened in the past when they've allowed some of these teams like Kent City to kind of come out um, come out fast and hard like that is that uh, the the starters almost get too relaxed. But the benefit that Coach Ingles and Coach Thomas have is that the bench is so deep. Yes, that they're they're. I mean, their, their second string, their third string guys would probably start on some other conference teams. So you're you're talking about guys who don't even take their warm-ups off until the second half of a game who would be a starting point guard or something for another team in the conference. Ingles just has so much depth coming off that bench 
um, that it, it's just it's tough. So you get those second string guys will come in, and that's where you get like Venix and Gilchek, uh, and and you got to give a lot of credit to the fre- the only freshman on the team, right, Cole Heiss, um, that those guys come out and they're aggressive and they'll play. And and Gilchek I think plays great defense for a big guy. He can score a little bit. Uh, he's not afraid to take shots, just like Gammons. But he's a good backup to Owen. Owens, uh, he's a big dude. Like you're gonna get out of his way, right? Mm-hmm. He's gonna put some power moves on you down low. I think he's been working really hard on that footwork and everything. Um, but sometimes he can be a bull in the china shop and get in the foul trouble. Well, Gilchek slides right in. And it's fine. The sophomore does great. Uh, and the kid's a tremendous athlete and, a, and an awesome kid. So there's just so much depth on Big Rapids that it makes it tough for other teams. Uh, and and that's I think that's going to be that's a tough thing for for Coach Walsh up at Reed City is he's lost all of his depth. Yeah. So it's actually really impressive that Reed City's been able to string together this latter half of the season. Uh, you know, considering that he's he's lost. Uh, a, a center point to his entire team, as well as uh, you know another key contributor um, that's Seth Jackson and then Spencer Hansen. Absolutely, and if you're going to make a run in March, you got to win games where you're going to be tired playing two, three games within a week. But mm. we'll take a break before we get into women's as well as wrestling. We'll be back after this on WBRN. Stuck between identities, Douglas Quaid must solve the one mystery that has come to define him. Ah! Who am I? And why is my truck's brake sound louder than a Westinghouse M27 face plasma pulse rifle? Fortunately, his answers would come from a familiar ally. Of course, Johnson's Automotive. Committed and honest quality work. They fix foreign cars too. But the race was on. You think you can beat me? I am the law! Johnson's Automotive. Now showing off Northern Drive, just north of Big Rapids. And always online at johnsonsautopr.com. Back we go, talking girls' hoops now, as well as finishing up with wrestling. Big Rapids girls already secured the conference title, and not quite the conference tournament title, as Mother Nature had other plans before they would face off against Kent City in that title game. Not sure if that game is still going to be rescheduled as of yet, um, but either way, next week starts the postseason, and certainly an interesting draw for them first round. Going to be taking on Chip Hills, a team they've already beat this year as well as they'll wait to see the other half of the bracket to see Reed City as well taking on uh, a pretty solid overall Cadillac team, but either one's going to have to run through a gauntlet to face off against Ludington in that semi-round. So certainly looks to be a good potential for this girls' team to see a district final on their home floor. Yeah, and, uh, you know, going up, I don't know, man, going up against what? So Big Rapids... Coach Heist does a really good job with those girls, and they're, they're, when you look at their schedule, right, it's pretty solid. Uh, like, Reese Puffer, that's pretty good. Pretty good win. Um, and uh, I can get back to it here. Sorry. Um, but then they, they have a couple kind of surprising losses. We were looking through uh, Covenant Christian and uh, Puama Westphalia, and, and both those teams are not very good. And Big Rapids dropped those games at home. Uh so a little bit surprising. Covenant back about midway through January, they lost by ten, and uh, and Westphalia was actually I think a, a makeup because that game originally was supposed to be played the end of December. Um, so they played, they made that up um, on the 9th of February. They lost that one by only two points, but it's just very surprising to see that because those are games you would think they would just uh, march right past. It's a very solid team that coach Hayes has this is a team four years in the making 
uh, with a couple players in particular, uh, like Riley Heiss, uh, Gorchevitz, Hannah Smith, uh, some of these girls. So there, there's uh, it's it's a stacked athletic team uh, that you would think would would be able to kind of roll those two teams in particular. But I don't think we should really glom onto that too much because uh, Coach Heiss usually has these girls ready to play in the postseason. They, they've made a couple pretty good runs lately. Uh, I, I know that she would want to go a lot further than they did, but. Uh, they, they seem to have some decent success in the postseason. Yeah, and certainly have taken care of the regular season slate for sure. Uh, outside of those, obviously, um, losses that I'm sure they would like to have back. Still finishing right now at 19-2 and two, um, going into postseason play. And certainly, um, this is definitely something that you can hang your hat on at the end of the day. Another conference title regardless. But uh, I think like when you look at the depth on that team, I think it is very good as well. You have a lot of athletes as well that come off the bench that provide some good minutes, especially Julia Waltz, one that comes to mind as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think yeah, when you look at the two teams in perspective here, and we'll kind of get into the, the bracket here in just a second, but when you look at the two teams comparing boys and girls with big rapids, uh, the team overall historically, the girls team, has been a little bit better overall in postseason as opposed to the boys. So you can certainly see that momentum um, of really playing well down the stretch, winning their last three games going into this postseason as something that really can propel them in the right direction and see if they can try to continue that run uh, of winning a lot of these district games. Yeah, and I I think you got to give a lot of credit to Coach Heiss uh, for how she runs this team. So the you know, very close relationship with the boys coach, uh, being her dad. Um, so she has that in her blood, uh, to be able to coach, uh, basketball, especially at the high school level. But she also has the, the added benefit of being someone who I think connects really well with a lot of these girls. She teaches at the school, right? She's very involved in the school in a lot of different ways. And that goes a long way in, uh, in kind of getting buy-in for a lot of these girls so that, uh, you know, you, the regular season is what you want. Obviously, you want to win the conference, this conference tournament, stuff like that. But ultimately, you're trying to make sure everyone is 100% firing on all cylinders come that district. And, and she's done a pretty good job of kind of aligning those stars for these girls. And like you were just outlining, if you just took my comments before yours, right, you'd be like, man, this team might be like 500. Like, it sounds like they're just, they're not disappointing at all. They just had two surprising games. They have absolutely blown the roof off the gym against every single conference opponent. In fact, the closest game I'm pretty sure I'm seeing here is Morley Stanwood. Surprisingly, is, uh, is one of the closer games. I mean, they beat Chip 52 to 11. Uh, White Cloud 54 to 9. I mean, they're, they're, they're blowing it up, you know, like whenever, whenever they're playing these teams and, and then, you know, they're also, they're killing teams like, uh, Comstock park, they blew out Cedar Springs. They, they destroyed Alpena. I mean, this team is absolutely loaded. Um, so a lot of solid wins, uh, going in throughout the season and going into the postseason. but you know, that 11 and 0 in conference almost doesn't even do them justice for how well they've played in conference and and kind of what that drop off is right because you have Kent City who's 10 and 1 in second place behind him Big Rapids beat Kent City 48-37 I mean mm-hmm. they gave a little bit of a run but not near enough so the, I mean this team coach high's team is is absolutely loaded ready to go uh into these districts um and they they have an an interesting draw right 
technically because they so the districts I don't understand how how the the breakout works for this stuff right because heart just magically showed up into the boys <laughs> but not the girls so I don't get that so the girls are not a six team it's a five team so technically big rapids while they don't really have a bye they play on Wednesdays so them and chip technically have a buy, I yeah. guess. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, it'll be the Reed City Cadillac um, on uh, on Monday, and then Wednesday will be on the 1st, March 1st. They'll play the, the first game at 5.30 um, against Chip Hills. And like I said, I mean, they really moonwalked all over that game earlier this year. So you would expect they're going to take care of business there. And like you kind of previewed, uh, Ludington is the team to beat. They're at fifteen and seven. They have a pretty tough schedule. Um, Cadillac, surprisingly, not not looking that strong. So hopefully, the Coyotes can make a run out of that uh, and uh, and move on to the second round. I mean, Reed City's ten eleven. Cadillac seven and fourteen. Um, so we'll have to see how it shakes down. But either way, I think it looks pretty good for Big Rapids um, to to get into the regional potentially. Yeah, one hundred percent. And when you look at um, the conference tournament championship game that would have been the second time we would have seen Kent City against Big Rapids certainly would have been a great game there that uh, unfortunately will probably go under the canceled book for the rest of the season unfortunately due to weather but it certainly would have been interesting but yeah Reed City is also a team that they've played up and down a little bit um, overall this year as a whole when you see the 10 and 11 record but you got to remember this team also lost their first six games consecutively at the start of the year really were thrown into the gauntlet had to take on Big Rapids McBain uh, Benzie Central a lot of these tough places and tough teams to play against uh, but since then, they've really gotten back on the right track. So they're peaking at the right time. They've been, uh, I believe, my math serves me right, 10-5 and five in their last 15. So this is a team that could potentially make some noise going into the postseason. But it'll certainly be interesting to see how this girls' basketball tournament plays out. Finishing out the show, touching on wrestling here before we go. State-bound qualifiers all in the area. Quite a few, especially in Big Rapids. Two really hardworking kids that I know, JT, you've had experience working with um, is in Brett Root and Brody Sleeper. Um, and those guys have certainly had a great year all the way around in their weight classes. 120 for Brett, 150 for Brody. Um, definitely saw Brett was fantastic in that regional, swept the whole way for the regional title. Uh, Brody had a little bit of a rougher day, but even in that rough day, still was able to grit it out and find him a spot going to Ford Field this weekend. Yeah, I was trying to spin it uh, positively for Sleeper, um, which, first off, I am blown away that he only weighs that much. When you look <laughs> at him, I mean, he's he's not short, right? He's not a little guy, and he is one of the harder-working athletes you'll find in Michigan. So it's very surprising that he's not I, – I would have pegged him at, like, 170 or something. It's very surprising he's not there. It um, does tend to happen with wrestlers, you know. It's usually 10, 15 under what we would expect, yeah. you know, of course, for weight cutting. But Yeah, and I mean, Brett. Brett's shorter, so you can kind of you can kind of see that. Both those guys, though, are a lot stronger than what that weight says. I mean, Brett is in an immensely strong little guy, right? I mean, he he's a very good athlete, but he is very strong. So it's not surprising that he did as well as he did. 
uh, and then now has a, a more favorable seating going into the finals here. Um, but Brody was telling me, he's like, I, should, I just lost the kids I shouldn't have lost to, um, so it's going to make it tougher. But I was trying to spin it positive to him. You know, hey, that just means when you're at your freshest, right, you're going to face the toughest guys. And then it's only it should only get easier from there. Right. Right. So make your mark. March to the the final, dude. Take it home. Um, but they're both they're very excited for it. Um, they're incredibly hardworking guys. And they've they've had pretty good careers. I'm pretty sure Brody has over 100 wins. In his yeah, it just eclipsed that mark, actually. Yeah. And when I asked him, I was like, well, what's the school record? Apparently, uh, there used to be a lot more matches than now. So the school record is like, he's not even close. That's the school record. And yeah, and it, and it has nothing to do with him. Yeah. Right. He's been a, an immensely successful wrestler his entire career. A hundred wins. That's a ton. Uh, but it just has more to do with, uh, I guess, the scheduling. They just don't have as many matches or something like that anymore. Yeah, but, very interesting. Yeah, it'll be. They both have a real good shot to take home a, a state trophy. I mean, it's unbelievable. They go down to Ford Field and do it. It's awesome. Yeah, super cool experience. Some other wrestlers around the area, uh, just up the road, Reed City, sending three individuals. Bryson Hughes, who's been nearly unstoppable at 190 this year, 46 and two was regional champion. He'll be heading to Ford Field alongside his teammates, Wyatt Spalo and Carter Johnson. Uh, All those guys, certainly freakish athletes. We see many of them on the football field, especially Bryson Hughes, one of the best running backs in the state this last year. And, I mean, you can see that athleticism certainly carry over for a lot of these guys, much like Brett and Brody. Some other wrestlers around the area, especially from Chip Hills, five state qualifiers will make their way to Ford Field. Tyler Gear, as well as Austin Humphrey, John Kemp, Hunter Sellers and Adrian Lucas will be representing the Warrior program down there. Good luck to them, as well as the forever competitors um, making it into the regional final. Certainly um, good to see a lot of those guys like Cole Hopkins have such a great season. Ethan Conk as well. Um, Alex Burhan's another one that has improved immensely. Uh, and Joseph Kuhn in the four representing the Wildcats. And of course, Pine River, of course, the Bucks, a prominent wrestling program for years now and years to come. Continue their great success. Seven state qualifiers sending to Ford Field this weekend. So congratulations to Coach Martin Squan. But that's going to do it for today. JT, thanks for hopping on the show with me. Appreciate having you on. And certainly it's going to be a great conference tournament to call this upcoming weekend. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks. That'll wrap it up here from the West Michigan Sports Show. Before we go, I want to thank our sponsors for this show. Those include Johnson's Automotive, the Schuberg Insurance Agency, Alter Care Big Rapids, Quality Car and Truck Repair, Motor Macasa Sula Transit Authority, Paris Auto Sales and Service of Big Rapids, and the Macasa Sula Career Center. Thank you all for making this show possible. That's going to do it. I'm Brandon Wirtz signing off from the West Michigan Sports Show, presented by the United States Air Force.